the Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Evaporated milk, pet milk, presents Silver McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, Tyler McVeigh, Danny Richards Jr., and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Otto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. There comes a time in the life of every pet milk baby when he outgrows the bottle, but he never outgrows pet milk. And that's good news for mothers, because it means that if yours is a pet milk baby, you need have no weaning problem at all. Your baby's always like pet milk in the bottle, so naturally he'll like it in the glass. And what an easy way to be sure that he'll continue to get all the nourishing milk substances and vitamin D that means steady growth, sound teeth, and strong, straight limbs. According to doctors, a growing child should have at least a quart of milk each day. And over a period of weeks or months, that will cost quite a little money. That's why we think it worthwhile to remind you that pet milk, which helps keep so many youngsters sturdy and happy, costs less generally than any other form of milk. Get pet milk at your grocer's tomorrow. Many years ago in Peoria, Illinois... A small active boy with a large active mouth won the annual soapbox derby in his own little homemade racer. Well, that boy is not as active now as he once was, of course, but listen to the mouth <laughs> as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. seen this in the paper, Molly, about him running the Wistful Vista Soapbox Derby tomorrow. I says to myself, ah, pata, I says. A very intelligent comment, dearie. Meaning what? Meaning what the kids these days know about building soapbox racers anyway. Why, when I was a kid, I could take an old cantaloupe crate, nail four pie tins on it for wheels, grease them with a stick of butter, and barrel down Main Street Hill faster than you could holler look out for the open manhole. Ah, <laughs> oh, those happy childhood days. <laughs> yeah, I had quite a reputation as a builder of soapbox racers in them days, Molly. I'll never forget old number nine. Number nine? Yeah, that was my championship model, old number nine. The one I finally won one with. <laughs> Finished building it at one minute after two on May 3rd and won the race by four lengths in five minutes and six or seven seconds at the age of eight. My lucky number nine. Should I try that backwards? What was the prize? <laughs> what was the prize, dearie? Nine life insurance policies for your cat? <laughs> nope. Ten bucks and a new bicycle. Oh, that's wonderful. That's what I thought till I rode past your house on the bicycle to show off. I rode no hands, smack into a tree, and picked myself up no teeth. <laughs> I was so healthy on them days, they grew back in again. Including those fillings? No, no. This is my third set, thank goodness. <laughs> my second set grew in with the molars in front. Oh. <laughs> I see. Well, that's what my folks meant, I guess. They always said you were a backward lad in those days, dearie. Yeah. <laughs> but I claim that you were... Come in. Well, well, look who's here. Dr. George Gamble, physician and sturgeon. <laughs> and the best friend I could have in the world, if I happen to own a mortuary. <laughs> Come on in, Fatso. 
Hello, Molly. Hello. And thank you for that charming tribute, Picklehead. <laughs> Don't let him fret you, Doctor. If McGee didn't like you so much, he wouldn't talk to you that way. Well, if wanting to insult someone is a sign of tender affection, I'm nuts about him, too. <laughs> Say, you look a little weary, Doctor. Had a rough week? Yeah, rugged, Molly. I'm going fishing for a few days, though, and that ought to fix me up ship-shape. You're already ship-shape, Doctor. <laughs> shape of a ship. <laughs> a stern wheeler. Oh, now, McGee, that isn't a very... Oh, I don't mind him, my dear. With him, it's purely defensive. What do you mean, defensive? I'm as offensive as you are. I'd say more so, even. Well, I simply mean that he has... Come in. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, Miss McGee. Oh, hi, Teeny. Hi, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Teeny. Hiya. I just thought I'd drop in, Mr. McGee. You're always so nice to little children. And I want to ask your advice, too, I bet you. It's never necessary to ask Mr. McGee's advice, Teeny. Nope. He throws it around like spaghetti at a Roman picnic. <laughs> and it can get you just as messed up, too. What kind of advice do you want, Teeny? Yeah, ask me anything, sis. Old Uncle Fibber, the question and answer man. The question being, does he know any answers? <laughs> well, you're so nice to little children, Mr. McGee, and you can fix things so dandy. And Willie Toops is building a soapbox racer to get in the soapbox derby, and, well, I thought if you would tell me how to make a racer, too, so I could race tomorrow. <laughs> hey, well, hey, we were just talking about that, sis. I used to be a champion soapbox racer builder. That's what I told Willie, I betcha. You did? I said, Willie, I said, I said, Willie, I said, I'll bet you Mr. McGee could build a best soapbox racer in the whole world, I said. Well, it's odd that you should ask my advice, sis, because you're talking to the guy that he's probably the greatest authority on soapbox racers alive today. You're alive today? <laughs> Very odd. I could swear. Oh, that... quiet now. Uh -huh. Now, the first thing you do, Teeny, is you find yourself a big box. Oh, gee, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Gee, a big box. Mm -hmm. And then you find four wheels the right size and you attach them right to the box. Oh, that's a dandy idea. Mm -hmm. Attach the wheels right to the box. Oh, wait till I tell Willie. Oh, boy. I sure wish I knew as much as you do, mister, and had all the tools you got, but... Well, I'm just a little girl, and I can't do stuff like smart men like you can. This is the most obvious. Quiet, Doctor. <laughs> Let it work itself out. Okay. Where was I now? Oh, yeah. Anyway, mister, thanks ever so much for telling me how to do it, but, well... Maybe I better let it go till I'm a bigger kid and... Hey, hey. Huh? Look. Oh, boy, here it comes. <laughs> I got an idea. I wondered if you'd ever... If you ever gonna... Suppose I build you a soapbox racer. I got the tools, I got the time, I got the know-how. If I get right to work, oh, I can... Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, boy, thanks ever so much. Gee, you're nice to little children, Mr. McGee. Well, sure. Oh, wait till I tell Willie. Hey, Willie... Willie! Yeah? What happened? He fell for it? Like a ton of bricks. Is he gonna do it? Sure. I gave him the nice to little children routine and he ate it up. I hope I don't break my neck in that racer because some of the stuff he builds is all... Willie Nelson, the orchestra, and I whistle a happy kill.
tiger for a pet he grew by leaps and bounds. The day my sister disappeared, he gained a hundred pounds. <laughs> we knew he was a man-eater and our minds were in a whirl. We think he must have got confused because sister was a girl. <laughs> Well, are you coming along with the soapbox racer, Mr. Kettering? Kettering? I remind you of Charlie Kettering, the General Motors genius? No. Oh. Nope. I was thinking of Sore Thumb Kettering. Oh. The handyman we had in Peoria. Oh, him. His front porch was always a mess like this. Yeah. I remember old Sore Thumb. Used to build custom-built chicken coops for the farmers. Yeah. yeah. But he had to give it up because he was always nailing himself inside. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to him. Well, the last I heard, he went to Chicago in a shipment of pullets. Oh? <laughs> the man who opened the crate got the pullet surprise of his life. <laughs> Don't you get it, McGee? Pullet surprise? It's a play on words. Ain't funny, kiddo. <laughs> Why not? Because I didn't think of it. <laughs> hey, look, it's starting to shape up now, Molly. This baby's going to be an exact copy of my little old number nine, the racer I built as a kid. It was what you might call a teardrop design. Teardrop? Yep. I used to cry like a baby every time I sat in it. <laughs> Till I got smart and hammered down the nails in the seat. <laughs> you see, it was the nails... Oh, let's see. Say, McGee, uh, which is the front end of that thing, or haven't you decided? Well, this end here, I think. Yeah, yeah, this end here's the front end. I'm building the front end low and the back end high. You see, with the low front end and the high... Oh, hi, Latrivia. Oh, hello, me. Hello, Molly. Hello there. Well, building a soapbox racer. Yeah. That looks like fun. Yeah, you want to watch, Latriv? Just uh, sit down on the porch railing there, boy. And don't talk. Now, um, excuse me, but what's the idea of the low front, McGee? Hmm? Are you getting it ready for television? <laughs> no, nope, that's a new principle, Latriv. The front part is lower than the back part, so it'll always be going downhill, you see. <laughs> That's known to science as the McGee Amendment to Newton's Law of Gravity. <laughs> Named for the guy that discovered it. Newton. Well, that's a pretty sloppy job of carpentering, McGee. Hmm? Here, let me have that hammer. I'll show you a few tricks about it. I don't need I... no help of trivia. You just sit down, boy. I know what I'm doing. Oh, dearie, let him help you. After all, he's company. Oh, let him go build his own soapbox racer. Dingy. Oh, come on, let me drive a few nails, McGee. That looks like fun. Oh, well, I work hard all day. Nobody ever lets... Look, look, McGee. Huh? Next time you're down at City Hall, I'll let you drive the mayor's private limousine. Yeah, the official car? Okay, Latrivia. Here's the hammer. Good. Now, now, one, one nail to trivia. How far can I drive the car? All the way around the city hall garage. Oh. Inside, of course. <laughs> what? Give me back my hammer. McGee, don't snatch it out of his hand like that. You'll break your glasses. Well, gee whiz, he's got no right. Look, 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 McGee. Huh? You've been begging the city to fix the street in front of the house here, haven't you? We certainly have, Mr. Mayor. It's got more bad cracks than McGee had in vaudeville. <laughs> Well, I sent the request to the city engineer yesterday. Oh, swell. Here's the hammer. <laughs> Good. There's a nail. Yeah, uh, when did they say they'd pave it? They turned the request down. Give me that hammer. <laughs> oh, for 
heaven's sakes, Dee. I sent the order back today marked urgent. They'll start paving it tomorrow. Okay, here's the hammer. <laughs> and if they don't pave it, Mr. Mayor, you promise to come back and pull the nail off? This is the silliest thing. By George, I haven't done any carpenter work. Let me see now. I'll put this brace right here. That's a good place for it, yes. Now, hand me another nail while I'm down here, and I'll use it. Oh, I must have sprained my back. I, I can't straighten up. Why, of course you can't, Mr. Mayor. You nailed your necktie to the porch. I did? Oh, yes. Look at the gleam in his eyes, McGee. He hardly knows we're here. Well, I'll show him who's doing That rattle, trivia, give me that hammer. You've been working on it for an hour now. You got a lot of crust anyhow coming in here taking over my job. I don't tell you how to run the city hall, do I? Oh, the heck you don't. <laughs> Everybody does. Now, just a couple more nails, McGee. Come on. No, I'll do it. Come no, sir. My gosh, if I didn't have respect for your job as the mayor of this town, I'd poke you right in the nose. If you weren't holding that hammer. Oh, McGee, now that's not so. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. Well, it... <laughs> If this hammer is all that's keeping you from striking me, McGee, I'll hang on to it. <laughs> Where's another nail? Let me hit another hey, nail. Hi, fellas. Hi, Molly. Oh, hello. 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 Teeny and I just dropped by to see how her racer is coming along. Well, I'd have had it built by now if the trivia hadn't oh, come along. Oh, boy. Is that going to be it, Mr. McGee? Yep. Is that my dandy oil soapbox racer? Who is it? Hmm? Yep. This is it, sis. Pretty rough yet, but when I get it finished, it'll be great. Well, nothing is too good for Teeny, pal. Yeah. She was a pet milk baby, and she's still a pet milk girl, because she... Yeah, 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 we know. You going to be at the Soapbox Derby tomorrow? I'm the official starter, Harlow. It looks like a great race. I'll be there. And speaking of a great race, my favorite one is the human. Ooh. Ah, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Isn't it, Mr. Mayor? Uh, Yes. <laughs> How did that get into the conversation? Well, Mayor, we were speaking of the race, and I just realized that when you race your children on pet milk, you get them off to a flying start. <laughs> this goes on all the time, Homer. <laughs> Great Scott. Well, you see, you see, La Trivia, growing children need those good milk minerals and the vitamin D that pet evaporated milk gives them. But the soapbox derby is going to be fun. when you raise your child on pet milk, you're making sure that he gets all the nourishing milk substances he needs to grow strong, straight bones and good, sound teeth. Because pet is one of the best... Hey, hey, when does it start, Mr. Wilcox? When does it start? It starts when you're just a tiny baby, mm, Teeny. That's the human race. When you're... <laughs> <laughs> starts when your mother gives you your first pet milk formula. And as you grow up on pet milk, you'll no, always... No, 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 no. She meant when, when does the race start, Harlow? Yeah. It starts at three minutes after three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Teeny. Thought it started at three o'clock sharp. Why three after? Because I've done this every year for six years, and I know what happens. Oh? At three o'clock sharp, I pull the trigger of the starting gun. Nothing happens. Defective ammunition. At 3.02, I reload. At 3.02 and a half, I pull the trigger again. The gun falls apart. At three minutes after three, I snatch a paper bag from someone in the crowd, dump the lunch out of it, blow it up, and bam, they're off. It seems to me that a big shot like you should have a better gun. <laughs> uh, well, I don't... Uh, uh, hey, uh, speaking... Speak, speak, <laughs> speaking of guns... 
Some of our highest caliber citizens grew up on pet milk. Some of our biggest bores, too. <laughs> well, well, anyway, you see, it takes a lot of milk to raise a healthy child. And since pet milk costs less generally than any other form of whole milk, it's quite a saving. Hey, and it's hey, very important Mr. McGee, hey. Yeah, Teeny. Look, can I do anything to help you build my little soapbox ration? Can I do anything to help, huh? Can I, huh? Yes, you can, Teeny. You know where Kramer's drugstore is? Sure I do, I betcha. What do you want down there? Uncle Harlow. Get him out of here and take him down there and buy him a soda. <laughs> Let him buy you one. That'll be a real help. Well, I can take a hint. Yeah, and take the mayor with you, too. Maybe I can get some work done then. Very well, McGee. That's your idea of gratitude after I ruin a $5 necktie and mash three thumbs trying to help. Three thumbs? Yeah, he mashed one of mine, too. Then I, too, can take a hint. But don't tempt me tomorrow. Tempt you? When I fire that starting pistol tomorrow, duck. Good day, my McGee, do you think he was angry? Ah, he don't scare me. How can you shoot anybody with a paper bag? <laughs> now, let me see. That's about all. You know, I'll have this baby finished by dark. Put a coat of paper. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Ah. Hey, did you kids see Bessie go by here, daughter? No, we didn't, Mr. Oldtimer. Is she right? Got a letter for her from her brother, Milford. He's a soldier, you know. Private? Must be a sealed, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> Me and Bessie went down to see Milford last week, and when we left, he stood there at the Army base with his hands in his overcoat pockets, waving goodbye. How could he wave goodbye with his hands in his pockets? Ears, daughter. <laughs> Got very talented ears. <laughs> he waves his ears? Yep. Got the finest pair of ears in the Army, Milford has. About the size of a blacksmith's hands. About the same color, come to think of it. <laughs> very muscular Milford's ears. You mean he has muscles in his ears? Yeah, I've got a good job in the Army, too, Milford has. Signal Corps, wigwag division. Oh? <laughs> they make messages to him, and Milford wags them back. <laughs> Very handy boy. Well, I'm glad he's getting along so well. The Army is... Well, oh, he loves it, daughter. You see them newsreel pictures of them airplane carriers? Yeah. Where the fellas stand on the deck and wave the planes down with big red and yellow paddles in each hand? Yeah, yeah, we've seen Milford does it. No hands. <laughs> and no paddles, too. <laughs> Just ears. Well, so long, Tim. So long. The King's Men and the Unbirthday Song from Alice in Wonderland. Everybody in the world has one birthday. One birthday every year. But there are 364 unbirthdays. Let it be unanimous. A very merry birthday to us. It really would be 
present if you send a little present to me. To me. To me. To me. Now don't be apprehensive because it needn't be expensive. You see? I see. You see? I see. A 20 carat diamond ring would suit me to a T. A very merry unbirthday to her and he and thou and thee. We ought to throw a party for a very special party. You mean? Guess who? I hate to be specific, but the show is terrific. You mean? I do. Let's have a celebration, hire a band and raise the hall. A very merry unbirthday, a very merry unbirthday, a very merry unbirthday to all. To her and he and them and we and thou and thee and also me. A merry unbirthday. Now, don't drop, don't drop the racer, Ole. Hold your end up, boy. Well, don't worry about me, McGee. You got the biggest end. If you can hold that up. Let us through, please. Racing car coming through. Oh, through, please. Now, hey, Teeny, come here. Oh, Mr. McGee, was I ever scared, I betcha. It's almost race time, and gee, I thought you were never coming. Uh, I told you I wouldn't let you down. Let her down, Ole. Oh, boy, look at that. Yeah. Hey, Willie, it's here. Look at my little racer is here, Willie. Look at yeah. Well, don't you like it, Billy? I think it's pretty good for Mr. McGee making it out of his own head and having plenty of wheels left over. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, yeah? My racer can beat your racer any time. You call that a soapbox racer? I can beat that box car with my feet dragging. You cannot. We'll bet, we'll bet you a jillion, million, trillion dollars. Line up their racers at the starting line for the ninth annual Wistful Vista Soapbox Derby. You hear that, Molly? The ninth. That's a hunch. Lucky number nine. Move mm, over, kids. This is my lane. Help me in, Mr. McGee. Uh, hey, wait a minute, Teeny. Let me climb in it a minute first. Let me show you how to sit. That famous McGee crouch that dro- brought me home in first place in my lucky number nine. Okay, mister. Now, you show me. You gotta grip the wheel with both hands and crouch low, see, like this. Mm-hmm. That way you don't stir up so much wind assistance with your ears. Besides, you can hold it better. And now, folks, we bring you our official starter, Mayor Matrivia. Take it away, Your Honor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give these little race drivers plenty of room. We're about to begin Wistful Vista's ninth annual soapbox derby. How about Mr. McGee? Oh, boy, I'll bet I go 90 miles an hour. Come on, get out, McGee. Let Teeny in there about to start. I'm kind of stuck. Tell me, Ollie. Oh, good gracious. This is the... Oh, Mr. McGee, hurry up, get out. All right, on your marks, everybody. Oh, no. Get set and may the best hey, wait. car win. Hey, wait a minute, don't Hey, the go car's back. too little and my hips are too wide. Pull, Molly. I'm trying Pull. to get you out. Hey, Ollie, get me out. Well, I'm working on it, McGee. Shrink up a little bit. Make small. <laughs> right, I'm making as small as I can. Ready? Set. No. Good luck, McGee. Here you go. No, only he's not here. Hey, quick, quick. I ain't supposed to. No. Come back, Mr. McGee. Come back. Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen. 
number nine. I I think it's number nine. No, no, here comes number five, driven by Boo Boo Callahan, moving up faster. No, no, it's going to be number three. Willie Toops, yes, number three wins. Well, McGee, what happened to good old lucky number nine? You came in in sixth place. Yeah, and you know what? I just remembered. When I made my old lucky number nine back in Peoria, it was on account of because I got the body on upside down. My lucky number was always six. (laughs) Bibber and Molly return in a moment. When you think of the many ways you can use pet milk, you begin to realize that it is truly an all-purpose, all-family food. First of all, it's the milk so many doctors recommend for babies because it supplies the minerals and vitamin D needed for building strong, straight bones and sound teeth. As for the rest of the family, well, you can use pet milk for making everything from delicious cream soups and satisfying main dishes to favorite desserts like puddings and cream pies. You can use pet milk, too, for making hot cocoa and other good nourishing milk drinks for the youngsters. And pet milk in the cream pitcher is unnatural because it makes a good cup of coffee taste extra good. When you have pet milk on hand, you don't need any other kind of milk or cream. Your grocer has pet milk. Take some home tomorrow. Hey, you see the Gazette tonight, Molly? All about the soapbox derby? Got my picture on page one. But they fouled up the caption. Oh, what does it say? It says, local smart aleck loses up derby. Loses up? That's an odd phrase. Yeah. Dumbbells couldn't even spell losers. They got an L-O-U-S-E-S, losers. Quite a coincidence. Just six letters. You're lucky six again. Oh, yeah. Good night. Good night, all. First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each Tuesday evening. If your community does not observe daylight savings time, you may hear us at a different hour beginning next week. Consult your local newspaper for time. And be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? What would you do if, accidentally, of course, you had ruined something very valuable belonging to the wife of your husband's boss? Well, that's not exactly a happy situation to be in. But that's what Sally Carter gets herself into in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. You'll get a chuckle out of the story. And you'll also get a wonderful recipe for a one-dish favorite called vegetable meat dinner. Don't miss this Pet Milk recipe of the week. For all family entertainment and all family recipes, turn your dial to NBC next Saturday morning for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Tomorrow, for Quiz Fun, hear Groucho. Now, hear Big Town on NBC.